0: Welcome back to Watched Once, Never Again, the podcast where we watch disturbing movies from across genres and cinema, so you don't have to. I'm Mary Beth.
1: I'm Dax, and I thought this was a Britney Spears podcast.
0: like how do I what do I say I don't know
1: I don't even know why I just said that I loved
0: it it's very good thanks um so we this week um you know I don't think we said this last episode with monster but for for pride month (laughs) we're looking at disturbing movies that involve queer topics queer people queer directors all that good stuff This week we watched Sister, My Sister by Nancy A normal movie. A normal movie.
1: Great for the the whole family. (laughs) Literally.
0: (laughs) Shut the fuck up! Oh my god. Um. Okay, so (laughs) let. (laughs) Sorry, I can't. Is not funny like this is not a funny movie um but let 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 us redo the synopsis to this film which is based on a actual murder case from 1933 in france so sister my sister takes place in 1933 france christine is the maid of a well-to-do middle-aged widow played by julie walters and her teenage daughter her sister leah is hired on the recommendation of christine the two sisters become increasingly alienated from their employer, separated by barriers between the classes. The employer and her daughter look down on the sisters for the most trivial things. And it soons become the norm for the two pairs of women to not even speak directly to each other, aka the best living environment ever. Just kidding. Well, with only each other to turn to the relationship becomes sexual, adding to the tension between the sisters and their employer. Both of them deal with trauma brought on by strained relationships with their mother and others of the church. Over time, there are continual rumors of the employer's daughter getting married and moving out. Christine becomes paranoid and jealous that Leah will go with her when that day comes, and she'll be left with nothing. But Leah assures her that isn't the case. Christine fears she is a monster like her mother. One day, the iron blows a fuse and burns the daughter's blast Leah was preparing. Short on money and time, the sisters resign to their fate. When their employer and her daughter angrily return home from a shopping trip, Christine tries to explain what happened. The employer claims she knows what she's done with her sister and they'll never work again once word gets out. The sisters fly into a rage and brutally murder the the employer and her daughter. The movie comes to an end with a crime report detailing the state of their corpses as someone knocks on the mansion door the naked sisters again cling to each other desperately as audio plays of an investigator questioning them on the murder followed by christine screaming for leia um yeah that synopsis is pretty spot on i would say so so okay i went into this movie thinking they didn't know they were sisters. And I thought it was like some movie where they were separated as children and they just ended up working in the same house and fell in love and then realized they were sisters. Uh, That's not the case.
1: Yeah, I think everyone probably does that. We were talking about that earlier. Like, I did that. Um, some other people I know who have watched this, they did the same thing where they were like, "Well, surely they don't know their sisters. No, they do. That's their thing.
0: That is their thing. Well, and it's like it's it's a sensational plot, a million percent, that two sisters willingly have sex with each other and are like, you know very into each other. But this movie's also really fucking sad. I don't think I was expecting it to be so sad.
1: Yeah, do you know it's based on a true story?
0: Yeah, I said that at the beginning. Oh, you did. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I was thinking about Britney Spears. Pretty <laughs> Britney. For hashtag free Britney.
0: Yeah, this is based on the Papon Papin, I am not French, I'm sorry. Papa. Uh, murder pap papin. <laughs> uh, murder case where two sisters brutally murdered their employer and her daughter. And the thing is, this is a good thing to bring up before we start talking about the movie, They there were allegations that they were having a lesbian affair, but I don't think it was confirmed, right?
1: It's kind of muddy. Like, sometimes, yeah. like, if you look it up, like, sometimes it'll say it was confirmed. Sometimes it says it, it was, like, heavily speculated. So I really don't know. It seems like that probably was the case. Yeah. But there's no way for us to really know.
0: So that it's interesting that this movie takes the perspective, the very confident perspective that they 100% were having sex, and were in love.
1: Yeah, for better or worse.
0: <laughs> well, and so I think, you know, we picked this movie because of the incest, and looking at that, just say think, it like that. Yeah, we picked this movie. <laughs> for the incest (laughs) goodbye but i think something that like this movie made me think about a lot is how lesbian characters are constructed on screen and -hmm. in film Mm -hmm. because i think so often and it's changing now a, a little bit which is great but like lesbians are used for shock value and It's never just, like, two women fall in love. It's, like, two sisters fall in love and have an incestuous affair and murder people. And, like, with Monster. Like, it was two women in love and then they fucking, well, she murdered someone and then they kind of knew about it. It's, like, what, where are the movies about lesbians who are, like, not committing, like, horrific crimes or, like, a fetish, like, a fetishization of women in love?
1: yeah in my experience like um lesbian movies are really sad like you were saying before like how this movie was unexpectedly very sad which it is um because you feel kind of bad for them I mean we can get into it but yeah like Like, it's a class thing it's a
0: huge class thing and there's anyway we can definitely that's a whole thing I wanted to talk about too with like the class dynamics but I guess that, like, this made me think a lot about how, like, lesbian films are either these, like, weirdly traumatic, like, it made me think of Lizzie and the Lizzie Borden murders, like, yes. this movie is, like, very, or well, in this case, it's very similar to Lizzie, the Lizzie Borden murders, except, obviously, Lizzie, they're Lizzie Borden and her lover were not related, but very similar circumstances and like movies were made about that because it's like such a sensational idea especially because in a lot of these movies it takes place like in a time where like the 1930s or like the 1800s like you know Ammonite and other you know period piece lesbian movies as SNL called them but like a a time where it's like so secret and so like clandestine and there aren't as many movies I feel like about gay men in those times unless I've just missed them completely
1: yeah I'm trying to think like I as um an early 2000s gay uh, I think I've seen like every lesbian movie possible and you're right like a lot of them are period pieces I actually kept getting this like in my brain like I kept like I knew I was watching Sister My Sister but I kept thinking of Fingersmith, cuz that used to always play on Logo. I don't know if you remember mm, that. No. It was just always on and that's another lesbian period piece. Um but yeah, and like I'm trying to think of like a gay guy period piece. There's Maurice. Sure...
0: Maurice is there's Maurice which yeah. um stars Hugh Hugh Grant and I know there's that one and I can't think of any others I can think of a lot of gay like gay films that feature gay men but it's interesting how like lesbians are treated versus men in terms of representing their sexuality like it's always like women with like these very like their beautiful petticoats like very feminine and who are very repressed and it's like lesbianism is an escape I don't know yeah, it, it it almost feels to me that a lot of these movies, like being a lesbian, is not necessarily something where it's like they've always been a le- well. There's usually maybe one character where they've kind of always been attracted to women, but it oh it definitely feels like it's always like oh they're feeling repressed and they found freedom in each other instead of it being yeah. like women who have always been gay finding each other. Does that make sense?
1: It absolutely does, and I agree with you. And in addition, yeah. they can't ever like I can only think of two lesbian movies where it's a happy ending like usually it's like sad or like um dies one of them, dies, one of them dies or like even in the favorite like <laughs> that wasn't a good ending for them
0: no um
1: and that's kind of a comedy the the only two i can think of that are happy are um but i'm a cheerleader mm-hmm. and imagine me and you have you ever seen that
0: I have not seen that.
1: It's kind of cute.
0: Okay. Lena Headey
1: and Piper Perabo.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: I don't know if I'm saying Lena I
0: have to H- see correctly. Debs. Does Debs have a happy ending?
1: Oh, and Debs. Oh, I love okay. Debs. I thought
0: Debs had a happy ending. Okay. But yeah, it's just, it's so interesting how women loving women has to be this very, I don't know. Like, it's always so delicate.
1: And, and it's always like it's, traumatic like it's
0: always yeah exactly which and, it can
1: be like i was in a secret relationship in high school yeah and it, it felt like one of these movies but like also people can be happy
0: yeah and that's the thing it's like of course there can be sad lesbian movies like definitely but it it just feels weird when they're all sad and they all and they all feel traumatic and then a lot of the times they are all like also really fucked up like these are sisters in love and then i think of high tension which is obviously very different but like a fucked up crazy lesbian killing people and i it's just very interesting how lesbians are portrayed in media and also they're very feminine always yeah. femme and especially like, o- yeah. almost and think, always high femme lesbians. i think
1: that's part of why they're always like 1800s period pieces or early 1900s because they're they have no choice but really to be femme usually yeah
0: there was that fucking show on showtime sh- shit about
1: that's a weird les- name for a show. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was about the main character was lesbian and she wore masculine clothing and it was a period piece and that was really cool um gay
1: all i'm thinking of is albert Nobbs, but i don't <laughs> think i don't think that was a lesbian i don't know i think that was a mulan situation yeah <laughs> And you know what? I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, there are like gay man period pieces, but they're always like in the '60s, like middle. That's see.
0: That's the thing. Or like Capote. Yes.
1: And probably like, others.
0: I guess when I I guess when I say period pieces, I'm thinking like 1800s. Yeah. Like where it looks very different, and it's not like. I guess six, like the nineteen sixties, feel less like a period piece. But you're right, like that is a period piece. I guess. Uh, I, but, I agree. Even, even yeah, you
1: call me by your name. That's a period piece. It's the eighties. Oh. oh, gentleman Jack be...
0: found it. Sorry, gentleman Jack is a show on sh- you on made HBO. That up. No, it's not. Look it up. But it's um, everyone's gay that works on it, and there's a, it's a happy ending and women get married and it's happy. So that, oh, that is a good spoiler. that is a good example and I am glad I remembered that. But and again, that's, that's that was recently though. So I feel like, you know, these representations are changing slowly, but definitely not 1994 when this movie was released when it was like, look at these lesbians.
1: Yeah. Who
0: are also uh, sisters.
1: Yeah, definitely when you said gentleman Jack, I did not think of Kangaroo Jack that didn't happen never
0: never (laughs) kangaroo jack a a piece of uh queer cinema
1: (laughs) quintessential really
0: quintessential queer cinema in this essay i will um um
1: but anyway no i i see what you're saying and i agree with you like i don't know why like yeah I, i i wonder if it's like some sort of like i don't know if i already said this or i just thought it but like a romantic romanticizing of women and like especially like relationships between women because i think a lot of the time like it's like a weird thing where um people either think of lesbian relationships as like only sexual like Mm hypersexual like think the l word right (laughs) or um or like gal pals who happen to be in love like you know what i mean
0: yeah i do it there's no there's not a lot of nuance
1: yeah it doesn't seem like a like a three-dimensional like relationship it's always one or the other
0: i also will say in this movie the the relationship that like grows between the sexual relationship that grows between the sisters is also really fucked up because their relationship is like kind of abusive and it's it very is. unhealthy so it's not like this was a love built out of like a lot of care it was more of a love built out of obsession like really unhealthy obsession with each other and they you know they had very difficult childhoods which is talked about in in the film where you know their mom doesn't really want to be a mom Mm. and they went away to convents for a while and then were you know taken out to work and make money for their mother and so they especially the older sister christine has a really fraught relationship with their mother and leia is the favorite so there's already this tension between the sisters where christine is like you're the favorite and i'm a monster and it's like leia is trying to tiptoe around her sister all the time and calls her beautiful and then her sister is just full of jealousy and It's this like really awful bubbling tension between the two of them that is expressed instead of rage in sexual release which is interesting
1: and i wonder if part of it like i know in real life um i i believe it was leia had like a very low iq
0: yeah she definitely was considered stupider as they like they say or like lower intelligence than her sister
1: I want to say, yeah, she had a really low IQ. So I feel like part of their relationship was Christine kind of using that to her advantage and a little bit manipulating her. Though in the movie, Leia seems to be the one who kind of initiates things to some yeah extent. and
0: she also isn't necessarily like lower intelligence she's just clumsy so like there is yeah because that's yeah. like a much more fuck fo- that's a really fucked up power dynamic in the real story where it's like obviously mm. christine is taking advantage of her sister and in this one the power dynamic isn't necessarily that kind of, that nature but there still is a power dynamic between the two of them like christine For got laid sure. a job christine's better at her job and there's this expectation of I'm the older sister. I've always provided for you. You're the favorite, and there's a lot of like hair pulling and screaming and like outbursts of rage at one another, or more Christine onto Leia. So this yeah. isn't like some wholesome. Let's well, it, not wholesome. That's not that is not even remotely <laughs> the correct word for what this is. But there isn't like some love story here. It's very much like they're traumatized by their past, and it manifests like which is interesting and also really disturbing.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like, it, like, this is going to sound weird, and I don't know if I'm even going to keep it in, but, like, it's not like you watch it, and you can't even be like, well at least they really are in love or like something like that. It's like just really gross. All like, does that make sense? Like it's,
0: it does. I don't like like how I'm
1: going to say this, but you're not like it's two consenting adults who happen to be related. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean?
0: No, I do though, because it feels like it's out of necessity and desperation. It doesn't feel like a romantic relationship, which like would still be very strange and, you know, consider disturbing because incest is such a taboo thing. And it is very, it'd be inappropriate. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I'm like, I don't,
1: yeah. Like either way, who, who am I trying to not offend
0: your <laughs> tax? Who am I trying to not offend? We're talking about how incest is.
1: <laughs> I don't want it to sound like we approve of it.
0: <laughs> That's all. Yeah. No, like their relationship, regardless of the intentions is inappropriate. It is taboo. It is, you know, for all intents and purposes, gross. But here it's even grosser because there is this like desperation attached to it and like necessity because the two of them are by themselves in one room all the time together and they're suffering underneath this fucking evil woman and they just like it's like this animosity just becomes sexual and I think it's just so it's unhealthy it's just so unhealthy
1: Yeah, all the way around. And it's funny because, you know, when we were discussing um, this movie earlier this week or yesterday, I don't even know the days of the week anymore. (laughs) um, We were like, is this disturbing enough to cover? And I was like, well, why don't don't you just watch it and then come back to me? And um, how do you feel about that now?
0: I do think it's disturbing. I think I'm glad we're talking about it. But it's not just... I think it's not just the incestual relationship between the sisters that's disturbing because like, like that's very, like, okay, textbook, gross, fucked up, we're going to watch two sisters have sex. The dynamics also in the house with the women who are the wealthy women and the servants is also very fucked up. And yes. also the relationship between the widow and her daughter. So there's a lot going on in this movie that is fucked up. That isn't just the sexual relationship between Christine and Leah. I if anything, think,
1: sorry to interrupt. No, it's I, fine. I just want to say if anything, I feel like that's the least, like it, not that it's the least fucked up, but like we see it the least.
0: Exactly. So like, this isn't a movie full of gratuitous sex, but one side note is they are like, they have, they, 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 when they have sex, it's very, it's, very passionate and loud i don't understand how they don't how people don't be like hey i can hear you fucking in the house i like, think they, they have, do is that okay unless never, their
1: house is that big where they don't hear that well, wing because they're I, really high up
0: i figured but like it's never and then you know the woman in charge of the house is like i know what you've been doing but that's the only time she addresses it so i don't know It was, and was she's gonna, not
1: even she's so vague that you're like what does she mean what what does
0: she mean does she mean
1: the like like the sex or does she mean
0: yeah because they're never walked in on like they're never like the only time it's like when at one point christine is doing something very strange like putting her mouth on her sister's hand and like rubbing her face on her hands and the daughter isabel sees it happening
1: but i'm glad you brought that up because isn't that weird (laughs) why in Uh, every uh... lesbian movie (laughs) Especially the period fucking peace ones. Why are they always doing weird shit? That but, is not what happens. No,
0: but Do like Do you that's know what not, I'm
1: talking about?
0: Yes, when they like, they're always like, <sighs> like, like breathing all over each other's yeah, body parts and like, like hands.
1: Portrait of a lady on fire, like fucking like fingering her armpit. And like, <laughs> like, uh, what was, there was another one where I was like, this is not- What happens? Like, I'm so confused.
0: It's like, it's obviously like trying to portray these like secret things of intimacy. But also when it keeps happening in these movies, it's like, okay,
1: we get it. It was disobedience. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. That made me fully want to (laughs) die. Oh, no, that wasn't weird. That was just very graphic. I was thinking Ammonite.
0: (laughs) Oh, Ammonite! I, I was gonna say, which part in disobedience? The part where she spits in her mouth because, like, yes. I mean, whatever. I saw that in a movie theater by myself when that happened. When she and it was like in the middle of the day with a bunch of old people, and it definitely oh was very God. titillating to the old people in the audience. Anyway, I love that um, for them. It was great, but anyway, it just happened. This to... makes me want to talk about the the mistress of the house and her daughter because their relationship is also really fucking weird. Yes. Um Julie Walters who is amazing in this role. Holy shit. She's is she facing, Mrs. Weasley? She is Mrs. Weasley. Oh, I love her so much. So the Mrs. This, Weasley but... plays this absolutely. And I called her evil, and it's not it's a it's a very sinister kind of evil where she's not like hitting them, but she's polite. she's polite, but she's so gross, like poisonous. So she's the, like she'll in the middle of the day take a white glove and run her finger over everything to make sure it's dusted and not just like tables and ledges but the banister on the staircase like she'll run her fingers over it to make sure it's not dusty and she checks on everything like she counts the silver to make sure they aren't stealing the silver so it creates this atmosphere in the house that's just like so tense and uncomfortable and it Extends to her daughter because her daughter is an adult who lives with her, and she controls the daughter. Like the daughter has an ugly haircut, she wears ugly clothes. That's <laughs> like, one way
1: to put it. The bitch looks like yeah. Lord Farquaad. <laughs> I killed Mary Beth by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Does she oh, not I, look like No Lord the
0: said it. The bitch looks like Lord Farquaad. She does. She looks like Lord Farquaad. And she's so awkward and her mom does this thing that epitomizes how much of a bitch she is is like, oh, maybe we'll go to Paris this year. And Isabel gets so excited. She's like, oh, mama, please. I'm so excited. And then her mom's like, oh, but Paris, their clothes are ugly and they would never fit either of us. We look bad in both of them. Oh, but I don't like going outside. Oh, maybe we'll, we'll go to Paris. And it's just like such a manipulative, gross thing she does to her daughter. Like she has this thrall over her daughter and her daughter is miserable. Like you can tell she's miserable, but doesn't know what to do. So there's like these parallel stories of trauma and like maternal trauma going on that I was really fascinated by.
1: It's actually funny because um when the movie first started, maybe it's because like I think of Mrs. Weasley as like my mom, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh like I want her to be my mom, I mean. Uh Yes. She's- but I was like, oh, see, she's, like, a nice, like, overlord. <laughs> like, when it first started. And then as it went on, I was like, oh, she's not nice, huh?
0: No. Which was hard like... for
1: me to, like, grasp. <laughs> you my bring Cause I Because I was like, like, well, she means well.
0: Well, no, exa- she... that's the thing. Like, she seems polite, and she gives off this gives off this vibe of being, like, a little weird, but, like, you know, generally okay. But then as the movie progresses you see her become even more like sinister and gross and just so un, unca- really so uncaring and like she puts on this facade of this performance of being such an amazing mother in person but really she's not
1: and she definitely like has like a really firm yeah. grasp on her daughter a firm grip rather it's like so straight first of all i could not figure out how old her daughter was the mm-hmm. whole movie until they were like she's supposed to get married and then even then i was like well it was the 1800s so she could be like 10 fucking years old
0: where did she <laughs> where did she meet a man but, uh, fuck if <laughs> like, i know where did she meet a man
1: they're unless, like we never like, go out yeah unless she was introduced by like her someone like i can't i couldn't figure it out
0: i'm surprised that the mom was like you can get married i was waiting for that mom to be a psycho and be like you can't ever fucking leave me oh god what if she was your mother-in-law
1: no mm. uh. no no anyway First <laughs> of all, i wouldn't marry a shrek character but <laughs> If I did, I would certainly not allow that mother-in-law like in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, I could not get past it. I no, couldn't. I agree. And, well, it's like, just it she just seems so childish too. Infa- yes, and, I
0: was gonna say like infantilize. It's so infantilizing, and like, oh god.
1: And it was like sad too because you could tell that. It, it was so strange because um. What what was the daughter's name again? Isabel. Isabel, she definitely like caught the sisters being fucking weird, and I think she knew what was happening, but because she has no one else either, she was like, "Well, that's fine," <laughs> like you know. But
0: okay, and that's never a good brought po- it up. This is a good point because. There was also homoerotic vibes coming from her towards Leia, the youngest sister.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, did you think Leia did actually have a crush on her or was I... just like, I, I don't know, I couldn't.
0: I, this is the problem. Okay, so I definitely thought that Isabel had a crush on her because there are scenes where there's like, they do that that other thing that people love to do in lesbian period pieces where there's like long stares and like very quiet and slow, timid, like touches of the hands and like intimate hair touching um, and like mundane activities become charged with sexual energy. And I'm thinking of the part where she's brushing her hair on the couch, um, yeah,
1: Leia is brushing Isabel's hair. Yeah, Which her is such timing, a weird her short. Because she, <laughs> like, like longingly, like Isabel turns and offers the brush, and Leia like looks so excited, and she like walks slowly over and yes. takes the brush and slowly brushes her hair. It's so and... weird.
0: And then Christina's watching from the steps, like aggressively scrubbing the staircase and like freaking (laughs) out because there is this intimacy between Leia and Isabel, And I definitely saw it as an attraction. And I also saw it as Leia having like what she thinks is a more positive relationship. Obviously it's not. And there's another, again, a power dynamic and it's a naive kind of adoration, Mm -hmm. but it's, it almost is like, oh, Like, I can exchange smiles and have this, like, kind of weird relationship with Isabel that is kind of predicated on them knowing each other. Like, Leia knowing Isabel's secrets by, like, stealing candy and dancing around the living room and being a person. And Christine is very jealous of that.
1: Very. And so is um, the mother. Yeah. She's she's jealous, too. Not in, like, a creeper way well in a creeper way but not in a sexual way not a sexual way. I think she's jealous because if her daughter has someone else like who will she have you know
0: exactly and that's that's what's so fucked up about this movie is all of the power dynamics and dynamics between the women are just like so toxic and so sad and it's just like a really interesting movie about like this toxicity that's breeding between them due to class struggles and like sexual tension and it is really almost all contained in this one house they do go outside sometimes but like it's just this house is like a ticking time bomb and the dynamics are just so uncomfortable and so gross and i think that is what makes this movie so disturbing to me is that it's such a deeply uncomfortable thing to watch not just due to sex but due to just how Toxic. The environment is like the the mistress of the house won't let like get mad when like oh they have money like they shouldn't be living so extravagantly. I'm paying them too much money.
1: Oh my god, that literally almost made me fucking freak out.
0: I was so mad. Like I'm paying them too much money. How does she have this pink cardigan that and her sister made it for her? But she was the the mistress of the house is convinced that they bought they like have all this money that they bought this extravagant, this piece of extravagance and that's the other thing is that these women are not supposed to appear above their means like there's this huge class divide and at one point the mistress of the house goes they don't even look like maids anymore
1: because she wore like a sweater like you were saying exactly
0: and like they come home from they come home from church like wearing a particular kind of hat and she's like they don't look like maids and like that is what's so fascinating and fucked up to me too is like oh you have to be your profession all the time you have to look your job all the time and like you can't take off your uniform and not be a maid like you have to be a maid at all times because you're representing your like the house you work at and so being a maid is your personality and your being
1: Right, you can't be an equal.
0: No. And you Never. can't be seen as an equal. Ever. No.
1: Yeah, and and you know, even Isabel, like she clearly doesn't view them as people.
0: No, they're like it's like they're like zoo animals, you know what I mean? Like she sees Exactly Leah as like a novelty or like a toy to play with. Like, because ooh, she talks a to poor them person. like Yeah. Like, ooh, a poor. I can play with the poor and see what happens. <laughs>
1: and yeah.
0: It's just, it's sick. It's very sick.
1: (laughs) Were you doing an accent? Kind of. Acting. Acting. Yeah, no, I agree. And that made me really mad. Um, Just thinking about, you know, (laughs) how we have (laughs) come so far, yet not very much at all
0: yeah in terms of class
1: divide and class struggles
0: seeing people as the help and not actual people and i'm just i so i'm 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 watching real housewives because i love these horrific women and their trash television but they show you know, the maids and the cooks they have in their house and they treat them like the help and they don't treat them like people. And they're like, oh, I love my maid. Oh, I love my nanny. Oh, I love my chef. But they still treat them like different kinds of people, like very obviously beneath them. And my mom used to do, we used to be a private chef in um, Orange County in California. And so she got like, first-hand experience with that, and she was treated like that. Like, she was treated like a babysitter for some of their kids. Like, hey, you're our, you're doing, like, private chef stuff. Will you drive our kid to school and back and pick her up and, like, be her nanny? And my mom was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm just here for a couple hours to, like, cook you meals and then leave. Wow. Yeah. So, like, you know, we might not all have live-in help that lives in, like, a creepy attic with no, like, <laughs> and... You know are tr- made to wear these uniforms but people there still is that attitude like it's i don't know if it's ever gonna go away which is fucked up
1: yeah it's that's actually so hard for me to even think about like it's right? hard for me to even like think about like i can't imagine being able to even afford Something (laughs) like that. So I can't... Yeah, I can't even get there. Like, 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 how does one do
0: that? I paid a cleaning service to come to my apartment once after I moved out, and I felt like it was weird when I had someone else come professionally clean my empty-ass apartment. Like, it was so weird. And so I don't... I just cannot identify with having enough money to have someone clean your house. Like, when I lived with my dad, he did, and it was so weird. Like... Mostly because my dad was racist about these people that he paid money to clean his house because him and his wife didn't want to clean. Oh, Hmm. my God. Let's think about that. (laughs) But but, And that's the other thing. It's like you pay these people to do the things that you don't want to do in your home and you absolutely ridicule them and make fun of them and treat them like shit. But you're the one paying them to do something that you don't want to do.
1: Like, Ugh. the disrespect. like Racists are what so the f- insane. What? I said racist people are so insane. Oh,
0: my God. I, like, my dad used to say things like, her English is getting worse and, like, make fun of everyone. Like, because they were all Hispanic. Like, Hispanic women. And yeah. it was just, like, a joke to them. I'm like, then clean your own fucking toilets.
1: Or you learn two languages, you fucking prick.
0: Right? Like. Like what the fuck kind of expectation? I know this is very off, getting off topic, but no, it's not not, really. The expectations that people have of the help.
1: Insane. When, um, before Donald Trump, uh, (laughs) before he um, stole office, um, (laughs) I, I went to a diner with my mom and like parked out front of the diner and for people not in New Jersey, it's a restaurant. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excuse me, I know what a fucking diner is. You're fr- you're
1: basically from here. Well, you're not that far. That's what I'm saying. I'm like mid Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. So parked out front was like the largest truck of all time. One of those trucks where you drive next to it on the road and you're like, who even needs that? There's no way that's necessary. You know, or is that just yes. me? And it was like they obviously got a wrap done and it was all like it was Donald Trump's face and like um it said like Trump 2016 or whatever like really huge like on every side there was Great. three very large flags hanging and and an American flag as well and i i got so mad and it had stickers and stuff all over it too like trump stickers and i got so mad and of course this is before he got allegedly elected so my mom <laughs> was like you're making the scene by getting mad like you know stop it it's not gonna be that bad it was um it was newsflash <laughs> when it fucking when when the pandemic started and like nothing was being done i texted my mom i was like is it still not that bad or can i be mad yet (laughs) yes i did hold on to that for four years as you
0: should as well you yeah because
1: my mom is white i'm obviously not white um we so i get really mad about that kind of stuff because i'm like oh you really truly do not understand what it's like to have biracial kids and it's really fucking frustrating yeah yeah it's really annoying but anyway so i got really mad at the diner and i was like talking about it and when we were walking inside she was like i don't understand why you're getting so angry i was like because we're at a diner look in the kitchen right now look back because it was open and i'm like you can see that it's all people who look like me in there and they're sat here in this diner
0: also mom did you forget that i'm not white (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, her side of the family does forget that often. Like, they, first of all, my mom didn't even. Oh, great. She claims that she knows that I experienced racism as a kid because when 9-11 happened, she was really afraid for me and my sister, which um, we don't look like Middle Eastern, but I think because people were just mad at every brown person, um, she she was really scared okay. for us. Um, But, like, I have a distinct memory of my sister and I telling her about, like, some, like, anti-Mexican racist stuff that happened to us. And she, like, straight up didn't believe it. So, I don't know. Complex character she is. But, anyway, I was like, yeah, look in the kitchen right now. You can see it's all people back there who are Hispanic. And these people in this stupid fucking truck who are going to vote for this fucking guy are in this diner right now forcing those people to work for them and they can't do anything about it and it pissed me off so bad and I know this is really far away from the movie but it did remind me of that because it's just like they can't do anything about it like you know what I exactly. mean exactly
0: like, and they it's have still to like enju- that today like you that you have to endure that kind of abuse because how else are you going to make money Like, I mean, there are other ways, but like, you know, this is a a lot of the times in these jobs, like these are jobs people like desperately need and like they have to just take it because that's the jobs that they've been told that they're allowed to have,
1: especially at that time. And like, I don't know um, anything like I don't know much of like French history, like in terms of like, you know, not a war or something, you know. (laughs) um so yeah I don't know how it was there in the 30s but obviously like here in the 30s like finding a job would have been like near impossible you know Well, yeah
0: and I think yeah well and I think I've read enough Jane Austen to know about what it, it took <laughs> to become a maid <laughs> in those times ish and I, I think it was, was that in to... France no it wasn't it
1: was I've England read anything. which why was this movie in England
0: I don't know because that's what they always do. Like, it's in France, but they all have British accents. Like, that's just. That really
1: threw me. (laughs) Anyway, sorry.
0: No, it's okay. So, I guess, like, you had to have, like, a letter of recommendation. And a lot of the time you were working since you were a little girl in the house. And, like, you had to. (sighs) The only way that you were going to get hired somewhere, from what I can gather, is like getting a good letter of recommendation, which meant you had to be very obedient. And you also had to be able to do everything. Like in the movie, they had to cook, clean, they had to be able to sew, they had to be able to do everything. Like it wasn't like they only were in charge of cleaning or polishing, like they had to do everything around the house. So you had to have all of these skills. And a lot of these women were poor. So it's like they had to find ways to get those skills and to develop these skills so they were like considered marketable maids so like there was a lot that when there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of skill that was necessary but it wasn't seen as a skill because it was menial work
1: that just made me so mad right
0: (laughs) it's like it's so fucked up and like
1: have they ever watched Drag Race no one can sew on there (laughs) tell them it's menial work hot glue <laughs> the fucking bags. Just me.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Anyway, sorry.
0: But like that was the, that's the thing though, because like they're like oh, because Christine's a really good sewer and makes these beautiful things and has to you know like make dresses and put like edit dresses or alter not edit <laughs> alter dresses edit. and it's edit. I <laughs> she got to edit the dress. um And the the cooking thing is what blows my mind. Like, you got to be good at fucking everything. And you have to think of, like, I already get exhausted thinking about what to cook for myself. Like, having to cook a beautiful meal every night, like, three meals a day for these people.
1: Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Remember that scene? Like, when Christina's cooking and um, Mrs. Weasley, what's her name?
0: Julie Walters.
1: But in the movie.
0: Oh, I just called her the mistress. I forgot. And I should I can look it up easily, but I didn't. I
1: kept calling her Mrs. Weasley and I won't stop now. Good. Um <laughs> she goes in and like Christina's cooking and then she just like takes up like the lid of the pot off and is like inspecting what she's making. Remember that?
0: Yes, exactly. I'm so mad. Well that's the thing. This entire movie is this woman like surprising them with inspections to make sure that everything they were doing was correct. They were always on alert. They were always on edges, like the tip, like the edge of their walking on eggshells, the edge of their seat, Jesus Christ. Because there are (laughs) moments where like Leia knocks a vase over and she screams her sister's name because she's scared. And the inciting incident for the murder is the fact that they, the iron shorts out and she burns a shirt. Like, if you really think about that, that's not that big of a deal. But in this movie, it's like, holy shit, this is the end of the world.
1: I do think that they say or at least imply that she had done that before. Too. Yeah. Not well, that that makes a, it they, a big deal. But. And
0: they broke a glass. She broke the glass. And left yeah, it they the broke sink. the glass. And it's like these transgressions and scare quotes that are just like mistakes that you make when you're a human being like make them worthless and not people when like you can replace glasses and blouses just saying not that hard
1: I know and she gets so like vicious about it Uh, Mrs. Weasley she gets like so angry like in but it's not even that she's just angry it's that you can almost see like steam coming out of her ears. Yes. Like, and she, that's when she gets like, um, she, she gets like, is like biting almost. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's when she's like, I know what you've been doing and you'll never work in this town again. And then that's so, why they like... murder them. Should we talk about the murder?
1: <laughs> Since we're here. Yeah, we probably should. Although, wait, let me just ask because you kind of said it before. Is is Leia like breaking stuff supposed to be an example of how she's stupid? Yes. Um okay. I think
0: it's supposed to be like, oh, she's nothing like her sister. She's not careful. She's uh, not
1: she's like a dreamer.
0: Yeah, like she's like not paying attention, she doesn't care about her work, she's not concentrating and she doesn't she's not good at her job because she breaks things.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. and one more question. Okay. So, remember, Christine, I think, was having like flashbacks to being in the convent and she's like trying to like desperately like grasp at this like nun who I mm-hmm. think might have been her older sister. Like in real life, they had an older sister who became a nun, I believe.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Um, uh... which, yeah, so, um, When I saw that, I kind of thought maybe she had been abused by a nun. And then I was like, oh, well, it's just her sister. But then I remembered what movie we were watching. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. Do you think maybe something happened with the older sister who was a nun? And then Christine does it to Leia?
0: Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I just thought those scenes were illustrating how Christine was looking for love and never got it at all. And like she just yeah. has become a hardened person. I didn't.
1: I did get about that, that too.
0: Yeah, I didn't. But I—that's all. I, I didn't think about how it could be more than that.
1: Oh, just a little something to think about from me you. Thank
0: you. Great. <laughs> so I'll, sorry. I'll think about that too. On top of everything else about this fucking movie.
1: <laughs> so sorry. Um. Anyway, yes. Let's talk about the murders.
0: The murders. So this is you know when. The mistress, Julia, or Julie Walters, Jesus fucking Christ, Mrs. Weasley, is like, y'all, no way, y'all are fired, blah, blah, blah. And they just fucking snap. Like, she spits at them, and Christine goes, not my sister, and just jumps on her and starts gouging out her goddamn eyeballs. Yeah. (sighs) And then Leia beats Isabel with the same vase. How do you say vase?
1: I say vase.
0: Okay, because vase sounds pretentious as shit. I'm sorry, everybody, but vase sounds fake. Um. Anyway, I hate
1: when people say that, unless they're like Vos. English, Vos. Anyway, oh, vase. Anyway,
0: vase. The va- <laughs> She. So, Leia, who had knocked over this metal vase before, takes that same face and starts beating Isabel in the head with it. So they have just like, this is the moment where they've just snapped. Like they knew they were fucked and they just were so angry and it's like that rage that's been building the whole time that they've just been so obedient just absolutely is unleashed upon these two women and it is fucking brutal.
1: It really is.
0: Well so okay so Christine gouges out the mistress's eyes. Leia beats Isabel to shit with the vase and then when they're dead they take the kn- knives and just start stabbing stabbing them like take like pull down their their underwear and start stabbing them yeah. which is very interesting yeah. Well, and so this is another important thing so you know that saying like use the master's tools to dismantle the fucking whatever i'm terrible i've never heard that before so the master's tools will, have, will never dismantle the master's house which is basically like the thi- like the established ideologies by like white patriarchal society are never going to dismantle the house but here which i think is so interesting is that they use the literal tools of the Rich family from like the vase to the like the knives and their silver collection to try to dismantle the structure they've been living under to kill these women, but it doesn't do anything like they're caught and subjected to patriarchal control and they go to jail and go to prison. But it is interesting to think about it in that in that way of like how they try to use these tools of the wealthy to free themselves.
1: That was honestly one of the smartest things that I've ever heard
0: oh thanks (laughs) i just i was like
1: oh they grabbed the stuff the closest
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i thought that too until just now and i was like wait this is so cool but um but yeah
1: yeah no it's true and i like it's a um so first of all have you ever looked at the real not that i'm recommending it at the real crime scene photos Oh,
0: I haven't. I just looked at the, what they looked like. Let me see.
1: So it's exactly what happens in the movie, pretty much. Like, but I don't think the movie shows it.
0: The movie doesn't show it, but they there's the investigator who speaks.
1: And describes ex- it, right?
0: Describes it where, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ.
1: I didn't say. I said, don't look it up.
0: Well, too late. Um. <laughs> They describe how, like, an eye had been removed and was, like, intact laying on the floor with the optic nerve still attached.
1: Oh, and he thought it was a marble. Well, he yeah. didn't say that in the movie, but that happened in real life. And
0: he was just like, oh, that's an eyeball. And they were, you know, stabbed over and over again in the butt and the thighs and the calves and they were like they brutally murdered these people like absolutely destroyed them
1: how mad you have to be to rip out two people's eyeballs Like, Like, can you even no i can't imagine but also i guess like a little bit unhinged I suppose, because Christine yeah. definitely has something simmering under the surface for the well, whole Well, yeah, movie. because,
0: like, she has a lot of rage. She's got a lot of anger, a lot of, like, unaddressed trauma, and she seems like she's just barely keeping it together the entire movie. Which and same. Yeah, like, I get it. But <laughs> I've, Jesus, like, just yanking that eyeball out of her head.
1: Yeah, it's really brutal. It's so bloody. Like, and it's... We didn't even talk about it but the movie starts with like the crime scene. Yeah, it does. And, and then it just... goes backwards.
0: Yeah. Um I'm re- so in looking at like how the crime actually went down. I'm looking at like the description where it looks like Christine attacked the daughter and tore out her eyes and then Leia grabbed the mistress and then Christine told Leia to gouge out that woman's yeah, eyes.
1: She told her to do it.
0: And then they just bludgeoned and sliced them up, just to beat the shit out of them, like bash their heads in. So, like you know, didn't just rip out eyes, but like yeah. just bashed on their heads. And and they were they had they were discovered by the husband and son-in-law. Mm. So they weren't she wasn't like a, a widow. I don't. I think that it doesn't seem like they were necessarily in such an unhealthy as a, unhealthy as a relationship. As um, the movie makes it out to be,
1: right? Yeah. It, oh, and their I, teeth
0: were their teeth were all over the place.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they they took their teeth out. Yep, they like. Be- I think they
0: beat the sh- they beat the shit out of them, so their teeth scattered all over the house. Yeah,
1: you like literally, you cannot see their faces.
0: Yeah, they go. Do not anything. look it up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just like, don't. and if you do, don't blame us.
1: It's like weird because. It's such an old photo that it almost seems unreal.
0: Exactly. But
1: it is real. And if you are sensitive to that, do not look it up because it is gross. So sorry we keep describing it. <laughs> but I was going to say, I always think it's interesting that um, they didn't leave afterwards. Yeah, they
0: did not They go not upstairs. Leave.
1: Yep. And, and, and that happens in the movie, too. They go upstairs and just like in real life, they were discovered like... I want to say like in in bed like not doing anything just like, like
0: naked in bed holding each other.
1: Yeah, I think they were wearing like robes or something okay. at least in real life. But yeah, I always think that's interesting. Yeah, cuz
0: it's almost it, like they did that and they're like, "Well, this is it." Like they didn't yeah, think they get any up. they gave up. They're like, "Well, we did we we did it." there's nothing else that we can do so we're just going to turn ourselves over instead of trying to figure out a way to escape it's interesting that they kind of just gave up because they they probably they probably thought there was nothing else for them to do like what are they gonna do
1: yeah and what's wild is they could have probably gotten away with it if they had just said some guy did it or like if they had just run away like that people would have definitely because it was so brutal and people are so sexist that they would have been like well surely this had to be a man yep because it's so brutal
0: well and so this article says that they were found together with robes on some say they were nude and it's very interesting how this movie takes all of this in very sensational parts of the story like they may have been ha- like incestual lesbian affair they may have been nude and just makes them all like can- not true. Can- like true in the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess if you're making a movie, you got to pick what's more interesting.
0: I know. I just think it's, I don't know. It's, it's just like, and you know, this movie is directed by a woman and a lot of the crew are women. And, you know, I was like, you know, oh, maybe this won't be as sensational of a film and might be handled with a little bit more care. And it's interesting how it was very, I mean, it is treated with care and it's not, you know, like, crazy sexualized but it is very sensationalized between the story and the story already is pretty like sensational like it's a it's a lot but it is interesting how they took all of the very like salacious rumors and decided to include them in the film
1: it is yeah i didn't even think about how like yeah i didn't even think about that when i was watching it like oh this could have not been true this could have not been true i was just like this is really weird what the fuck why did i pick it (laughs) (laughs) because i thought i honestly picked it because i thought it was a french movie like you know i just love that french shit my fucked up french movies and then when they started speaking english i was like (laughs) oh
0: yeah i mean i think it's a i mean i am glad i watched it but i don't I don't know if it's a movie I'd recommend, to be perfectly honest.
1: It weirdly does not go far enough, in my I, opinion.
0: I agree. It's like they wanted to make this sensational film, but also sanitize it, which is a really weird way to put it, in making a movie about incestual sisters. What we're Oh, like it's weirdly sanitized for a movie about two sisters engaging in a lesbian affair with one another.
1: Yes. And then (laughs) murder people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a
1: polite version of that.
0: Exactly. It was like, look at these ladies, but also look at them committing murder. It's like, isn't it crazy that these proper young ladies committed this crime against their boss? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to be outrageous, be fucking outrageous. Like, go for it. You know?
0: Exactly. Doesn't
1: need to be prim and proper.
0: Well, and that's what, like, what happened with the movie Lizzie with Chloe Sevigny and Kristen and Stewart. Like, yes. that movie was just, it's, just, like, so sanitized. I'm like, come on, let's, like, just go, just fucking go for it. Like, it's a, you're going to make a movie about two lesbians falling in love and murdering, like, rich people. Then, I'm like, let's just go all out.
1: <laughs> yeah, Please. I agree. And in both cases, like, I, I thought this one was a little bit more interesting than I found Lizzie. And, like, yeah, I, I will agree. I, more I definitely. watchable.
0: Yes, I agree with that.
1: But yeah, in both version in both instances rather, you're like, This is a little slow.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: For a movie that could be so wild. Not right. that I'm and saying like, I wanna see sisters having sex all the time, because I But don't. like
0: no. But like there are ways that movies like this and like, you know, wanting to tread that careful ground of not making it totally exploitative and crazy, but you know, Sometimes if you're gonna choose subject matter like that, maybe you should go that route and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like
1: yes, why totally. not go
0: kind of the exploitative esque route? And there because there are ways to make exploitation movies that aren't problematic. Like, yeah, the, the the title is described as exploitation, but that doesn't necessarily mean like problematic. In my in my head. No, right. I'd That's agree that. with that. Yeah. So Y'all know any know of any lesbian exploitation movies? Please let me know because I would like to
1: watch them. Please, there's gotta be some or are not There of
0: definitely them. have to be. I just I don't I as even though I like rape revenge movies, I don't know a lot about like exploitation films in general. Like I'm not as well versed on the f- exploitation films, so please help me find out more about them if you if you know.
1: I don't know why I thought you were gonna say if you dare, like goosebumps. If you if you dare. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um I find I found the movie a little bit slow for a movie that and it's not even like like I was saying, like you I don't need to see sisters having sex all the time. It was just enough to see them like thinking about it. You know, that like Th- those were like really disturbing moments to me. I was like, oh god! I kept like backing away. Yeah. From like, like I was trying to like get away from the screen. Uh, because it's so uncomfortable, and yeah. that's what I think ultimately makes this movie so disturbing. Yeah, I agree. It's just shit like that, and like the murders are brutal, but I I personally find what what's most disturbing about it to be they're like weird will they, won't they, like, flirting, like, oh, God.
0: Yeah, that's exactly, that those, like, we, glances that you see, again, on a lot of period lesbian pieces where they're, like, caressing each other's faces and touching hands and, like, long glances that are a little bit too long. Like, that was uncomfortable because that feels, that's so much more intimate.
1: That's all that lesbian sex is, I Just think, g- people.
0: gazing at each other and, then, like, and like, touching faces and hair. Yeah.
1: And, like... <laughs> doing something weird once like I don't know like <laughs> biting an elbow or something <laughs> <laughs>
0: God <laughs> it's really
1: upsetting
0: so Dax would you recommend this movie
1: it was fine okay like I think if someone wants to watch it they're not going to be like oh this is such a shitty movie because it's not a shitty movie at all It's just not, like, um, the most, weirdly, it's not, like, the most interesting movie that you could be watching. Exactly. So, I personally, I don't think I would recommend it, but um, I think if you're going to watch it, just go into it, you know, lower your expectations a little bit. It's not that crazy, weirdly. No, exactly. And it is pretty watchable. But it is still a little bit disturbing, especially if you're sensitive to, like... That sort of topic, yes, which exactly. I think most people are.
0: Yeah. What about you? It thunders. I I agree. I don't think I necessarily recommend this. I think there's so much more interesting queer cinema directed by women out there, and I think there are also better period pieces about lesbians. And you know, there may not be incestual lesbian murder, but still, I just I, this isn't it in terms of like queer representation in film, and that's just. How i feel about that
1: there's definitely more disturbing movies that we'll be watching pretty soon too yeah sorry but i'm glad
0: we want like it's nice you know having a movie like this that's like kind of fucked up but not like absolutely horrifying just to give our give ours give ourselves and y'all a little bit of a breather in terms of like all right let's just talk about fucking child torture and death
1: <laughs> yeah and that's ultimate like for a little bit of uh transparency i guess like that is why we chose to because for a minute there we were considering maybe something else because like we didn't know if everyone else would think it was disturbing enough yeah um but we were like you know what i don't want to watch like the worst possible movie today you know yeah
0: exactly so it's nice to get a little bit of a break
1: i love how this is a break
0: i know isn't it (laughs)
1: <laughs> not even it's like not even that we were like feeling burnt out or anything it's just we no. know the movies that are coming up
0: <laughs> yes the movies that are coming up it just it, for oh, the next uh, two, two months weeks. maybe yeah. well two weeks but also like rolling into the next director series we have yeah i think you know we're gonna go pretty heavy on the the fucked up stuff so it's nice to have a little something that isn't as mind destroying
1: yeah you'll thank us later basically is what we're saying
0: yeah exactly um so thank you to everyone for listening to this week's episode of watch once never again um uh, our next episode we are going to have our first guest so get excited for that we won't should we reveal who the guest is in the movie or should we keep it a secret
1: i think we can
0: so next episode we are talking to drew uh at sister Hyde on twitter who is an amazing illustrator and we are talking with her about funeral parade of roses which is an absolutely fucking phenomenal japanese film from the 60s that's on the criterion channel if you want to check it out before next week's episode yeah, so um, i'm excited to watch that never oh seen
1: that or heard
0: so, of it it's just it's so beautiful and weird and good and it's it'll be a really i'm excited we're chatting with chatting about it with drew um so on that note everybody uh thank you for listening uh make sure to follow us on twitter uh, follow the podcast at Wona Podcast. that's at w-o-n-a podcast and send us an email if you you know anything you have to say about the movies or something you want us to watch um make sure to email us at wonapodcast not at <laughs> you can email us at wonapodcast at gmail.com and follow us on twitter i'm at mb mcandrews
1: and i'm at daxy bobbin just guess how to spell it
0: go for it just you know i, I cannot wait to hear how y'all try to spell that <laughs> just kidding um so thanks y'all for listening and we'll talk to you next week
1: okay bye goodbye